Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Stresser the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire podcast. Uh, this is Follow-Up Friday, where we answer all of your Ravens uh, throughout the week and, uh, you know, uh, real, get really deep and, you know, uh, immersed. Sweaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweaty. Yeah, just filthy, dirty. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Hey, well, um, Sir Matt, uh, I made it. Sir Ezra, I made, I made the track across the country. Yeah, you did. Um, I did not die, although it may sound like I did because I definitely have a cold, a summer chill, uh, to, <laughs> yes. to, to say to say the least. When I arrived, <laughs> when I arrived, I was like, "Oh man, I think my immune system just collapsed from eating Cliff Bars for about three days straight." Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I. will go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I think I feel like, you know, you. Um, Every time I thought of you, and I, w- I, w- I would call you on your way out there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I just thought of you on the open road. I was hoping you had your mead, your meat, your cheese, you know, mm-hmm. some bread. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the, so the first day I drove from, you know, about the Columbus, Ohio area to just a little past Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, mm-hmm. And that, man, that was actually, I think, my favorite drive of 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 the day it was interesting it took me a weird way through ohio because normally i think you would go south and then go like 70 west but it took me a northern route through some just some state highways like yeah 23 west or 30 west or something like that and i ended up going north kind of by chicago i had to pay two tolls um which was yeah funny my the first toll was like 60 cents or 70 cents and i tried to give the lady at the toll booth, like a t- I only had a $10 bill. I didn't have smaller bills. She's like, I can't take that. I'm like, uh, well, I have 60 what? cents. Yeah. And so she just took 60 cents. I was like, thank God. And then I got to another toll and a lady took my 10 and it was like a dollar 30 or something. So. Wow. So you didn't know you were going to be hitting, hitting the uh, tolls there. You had no well, idea. Well, I kind of did, but I didn't, I, I thought they would be like a couple bucks or something. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, so that was interesting. And then I, um, Man, let me tell you, my favorite state actually to drive through was Iowa. I was just like mm-hmm. blown away at how beautiful of a state Iowa is. Um, because yeah. like Nebraska is, you know, it's flat and there's a lot of like, you know, uh, crops like corn and stuff like that. And right now I think it's, it's you, everything is still kind of green and you've got these like huge fields. But, you know, Nebraska and Wyoming are very flat, whereas Iowa's just got these, like, rolling hills. Oh, and I was just driving at, like, it was, like, you know, starting to get a little bit darker, and oh, it was beautiful. It was just beautiful right. to drive through. So, yeah. So then I the second day, I, dro- I, um, I drove from uh, just past Lincoln, Nebraska to about Salt Lake City, and then the third day, mm-hmm. Salt Lake City to... Oregon and so that was that day was really interesting because I drove it was like I drove I was driving through Idaho in the morning and the sun was coming up and it was like coming up in like over these like mountainous terrains oh it was yeah yeah it was actually it was actually it was actually a good a pretty good driving experience car ran okay which I was actually kind of nervous about (laughs) um yeah but yeah it was funny you and I were talking uh like what how did what happened back in the day when you would just like, if you like broke down without cell phones. Yeah. Like it's great. And well, we were saying that it wasn't that long ago that you, yeah. um, that we didn't have cell phones. You yeah. Know? 
Like, what did people do back in the day if you broke down? Did you just, like, have to walk 50 miles or something, like, to the nearest? Or, I, yeah, I, you had to know how to fix your car, I guess. I mean, you yeah, know, I, mean, I don't know. So, Well, uh, didn't you say that you saw some, like, ghost um, oh ghost town type of... Yeah, there were, well, there, was these, there would be these, like, exits in, like, Wyoming and, and, and you know, uh, and Utah. Yeah. Where there's like nothing. There's like nothing there. Yeah. And then there would be like this exit that was like a gas station that clearly people must have stopped at at some point, but now is like just desolate and empty. I'm just like, okay. Man. Yeah. Huh. Wow. So, That's interesting. Yeah. Well, was, I mean, that was cool. I think I got to talk to you um, on your way to Salt Lake uh, for a bit. And then um, just briefly, I think the next day. Um, yeah. As you were getting ready to hit, hit get into Oregon there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, was... my, my, my spirit animal. Yeah. To, it was amazing. Yeah. I got to tell my, my spirit animal story. I was, uh, I was driving and, you know, there's like farms, you know, there's like cattle farms and stuff like that. And, um, there was this, well, in America, they're called bison. We don't actually have. Oh yeah. yeah. The buff <laughs> Buffalo. Right. So a lot of people think right. Buffalo are extinct in America. We killed them all. No, that's not actually, the case and actually buffalo are um we incorrectly call them buffalo in, in america i guess they're like different in other uh countries okay. or whatever um yeah. but there was like these bison right and mm-hmm. there was like all these different bison like kind of like standing up and there's like this one just standing on this like rock like in this field yeah. just like this lone buffalo or bison <laughs> standing on this rock just kind of like looking out and i was like oh yeah sweet yeah so i don't know those that was interesting, but um, yeah, so made it out here, and uh, as you can tell now, Sir Ezra and I are recording via the power of the Weirwood Network, otherwise known as the Internet. So um, yeah, we yeah, this has been uh, an experience, and so mm-hmm. I think we were going to tell folks just to kind of bear with us um, mm-hmm. first couple weeks here, make sure everything uh, goes. You know, we want to we, we like to maintain the quality, but I think we're gonna. Uh, try out a couple of different ways to see which way is the best. Yeah, we've done some, wow. we've done some things in some other projects in the past, and it it works. It's it's not a matter of it working or not. It's just a matter of quality, and we're trying yeah. to figure out what's the best way to increase the quality of the show. So yeah, so we're yep. so we're gonna try some. And we there's other plenty of other podcasts, bigger podcasts than us that do it, and so we're just figuring it out and uh, kind of learning as we go. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think one of the best ways we could improve the quality would be if I would just shut up half the time and let Sir Matt uh, talk a little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. So. Oh, man. Um, Okay. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad you made it out there safe. And honestly, Mm -hmm. it's uh, this is this is exciting. I mean, I now have a a vacation destination. Got got a guest room. Bed's in there. Queen size bed. Anybody who wants to come out. It's open. I'm opening it to the show. Okay. Okay. Seriously, I will hey. take. I will gather my seven, and mm-hmm. we will be out there. <laughs> I mean, hey, come on! We may have to middle bed it there in the guest bedroom. Yeah, that's may fine. have to. Yeah, so open invitation. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, yeah. Excuse my excuse my my summer chill here. So, um, trivia. Yeah. Uh, I was receiving right. all kinds of texts and Facebook messages. Sorry, I didn't respond to those because I was driving. And you know what they say: stop the texts, stop the wrecks. 
So right. I, I could not uh, really respond. But the winner, once again, was Adam Parker. Last week's question was, what is the name of the ancestral seat of House Reed? It is Greywater Watch. Yes. Yeah. And, well and, done. Yeah, I saw those messages coming through, and I I just thought to myself, uh, you know, I wanted to save something for Sir Matt to look at when he got to the hotel. So, mm-hmm. you yeah. Know, but uh, yeah, they were definitely <laughs> people were – it's funny, We like when – when you get busy like that, you can kind of see how your partner, like, mm-hmm. you know, Matt being occupied. I was like, wow, look at all these coming yeah. through. Look at yeah. all this, <laughs> this yeah. action. So it was cool. Really yeah. Cool. So, uh, all right here. So we're going to go ahead and start with trivia. Um, again, this week, in what year did the tourney at Heron Hall take place? In what year yeah. did the tourney at Heron Hall take place? That may take some uh, looking up uh, to... Yeah, it's a pretty big deal, guys. Pretty big deal. Tourney at Heron Hall. Uh, we love to talk about it. And uh, yeah. I think we talked about it last week, um, just a tidbit. I think we're going to talk about it more uh, this coming uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what we said. We were saving sort of like we, we, we talked about the fall of the dragon, and then we were uh, moving into um, – uh, yeah, well, the tourney. We did cover the tourney completely, mm-hmm. didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, so we covered that, and then we'll be uh, getting into Robert's Rebellion. That's right, we left off with Liana uh, being uh, being taken. So we were trying to figure out how far a league was. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, All right, so we actually have a, a really interesting Raven here. Um, I think I might actually, since I'll be explaining this one, I think I'll let you yeah. read this one, Sir Ezra. Okay, yeah, I, I will read this. This is, this is great. Um, hey, all, I'm a new listener uh, I was referred to you guys by Sir Matt the Bud Knight last night when I met him at the hotel. I happened to be checking him into <laughs> mm-hmm. his uh, his Game of Thrones shirt made me talk to him a bit, and he told me about BTK Bend the Knee. Uh, I went home and listened uh, to at least four episodes last night. I have to say I'm really impressed. I will be joining your uh, Patreon on the next uh, paycheck, and I'll be recommending this to my friends. Uh, and one, it's uh, it's a thing. a thing since I work at a um, at a choice hotel. Oh, well, that's right. This is this is kind of yeah. neat. Um, I have the option to get discounts for friends and family. Um, if any of you three um, or any of you there are ever traveling somewhere, shoot me an email, and I can uh, email you a discount link to any choice hotel in the area. Uh, rates are typically thirty five to fifty dollars <laughs> yeah. plus tax with the discount. Once again, thanks for your hard work. Uh, it's uh, it's been great finding you, and can't wait to continue listening. Cheers, Tanner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. So I pulled into this hotel um, at uh, in just just it was around Salt Lake City. Um, I think it was Ogden, Utah, actually. Um, and I'm just wearing my Game of Thrones shirt, um, and I, which actually I took a picture of because I was in I was in Utah. I posted it on on the group, and I was like, guys, I feel like I'm in the Red Mountains of Dorne. Which, mm-hmm. first of all, let me tell you, that was super interesting because I was like, oh, they have this little thing you can walk up to and, like, take a picture. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And as I'm walking up, I'm, like, you know, looking at, like, the paths beside me. I'm like, what are all these holes in the ground? Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, those are snake holes. 
Uh, Good. <laughs> and then there was like a sign that said like be caution of rattlesnakes so i was like get out of there as i'm like walking up this hill i'm like oh god and so anyway so i got wow. up there took some pictures but yeah so when i pulled into this hotel i was like dead obviously i was like yeah, felt right. like a sunburn I, I have an awesome car tan right now where like just the hat like one side of me is like really tan yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I'm wearing my uh, Game of Thrones shirt and, you know, this guy's checking me in and he's like, oh, I love your shirt. And then we just got to talking about it. And uh, it was really cool because he he said, just like most of our listeners, I feel like are a lot of people who are show heavy. And he's like, yeah, I've watched the show. He's like, I've heard the books are kind of quite different. And then we kind of I was kind of telling him about some of the big differences. Um, I was like, really, I feel like it's it's kind of similar. I kind of explained to him how. Um, the 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 books or the show can tends to kind of just take elements from the the books and kind of just combine them into characters, um, mm-hmm. just to kind of save time and stuff like that. And so I was just kind of explaining that to him, right? And uh, yeah, he was like, "Yeah, hey, I'll have to check it out." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I never expected that he would like send us a, a raven and and all that. So that was super cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. That is pretty. I think. You uh, called me like the, like the next day, like like when we when, when we got it, it and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was sort of like, wait, what? Because mm-hmm. we, uh, I thought it was Tanner, you know, like like Tanner from the group, you know, who, who we <clears> talked yeah. to. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, this is the guy. Or actually, I know what I originally thought was that you met Tanner, like our. Oh you know, yeah, 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 Tanner yeah, uh, from, Lawless, I believe. Lawless. Is, yeah, Lawless. Yeah, 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 yeah who, Tanner Lawless. And I was like, I was like, holy smokes! What are the odds that you know mm-hmm. that those two would run into each no, other? You know, and then no, it's like, no. That's, Different you know, guy. We have a new, yeah, new guy. This is awesome. So yeah, and uh, yeah, and distinguish uh, between the tanners. That's true. Yeah, and uh, this tanner, I'll call him uh, Tanner Choice Hotel. Uh, yeah, I will. I would absolutely take you up on that, on that deal. Because <laughs> well, I say I say it two uh, hotels, two choice hotels. Um, yeah. The first one I stayed at, I accidentally booked a like room in the smoking section, and it was like horror. It was it was bad. It was really. Oh, it was it was bad. Yeah, it was like they I still have those, huh? I didn't. Oh know. my god, it was like a pool hall, just like walking in, and it was like oh it yeah, was, it, it it was wow. it was gross. And so I so I like tried to like I also like tried to wash like some of my clothes, and there wasn't like a laundromat, yeah. so I did it in like the bathtub. I just kind of you know like just like some soap and stuff like that, and then right, I tried to right. dry them. And, um, they had, you know, like, you know, some of those have like the, the, the heating, uh, and like the bathrooms, they have like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the heat lamp thing like the, you can turn on. Yeah. Lamp. yeah. Yeah. And so I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So I'll just like put these in here and I'll like turn the heat lamp on and then it'll like, <laughs> and the heat lamp thing broke. Like I turned it on, like, and it like, it like shattered, oh. like immediately just like shattered. And there was like smoke coming out and I was like, oh, God, I'm about to like no get this, about to get this place on fire. It was like, oh, it was. Now I got like no sleep that night. It was, it was disastrous. And uh, but then I got to this other one, and it was like could not be night and day difference. This, the one yeah. in in Utah I stayed at, where I met this this guy uh, Tanner. Oh, dude, it was sweet. It was a sweet yeah. hotel. It was awesome. Oh wow, that's crazy. That's great. Did you have to pay something for for that light breaking there or no. the? Okay, you just got out of there. I got out of there. You got out of there. That's hilarious. I got out of there. Well, I was also like really nervous about like parking my car because you know there's like stuff in it. I had like my computer monitor like covered up and um, stuff like that. And so then the one in Utah was also really nice because there's a police car and like in the parking lot. And so I just parked right next to it and I was like, "Yeah, go ahead, please try and steal my uh, my stuff." So 
Oh, wow. That is, that is great. I can just see it's a, it almost reminds me of like when Robert was injured and he's like, he's like laying low, moving from place to place. You're kind of mm-hmm. like uh, in this spot yeah. <laughs> where you're trying to get a bit of rest and you're yeah. like keeping an eye on the car. You're like, what am yeah. I doing? Yeah. Oh, it's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. So, okay. Wow. Yeah. So it was, that was, yeah. So it was really nice meeting him. It was a really, uh, it was just, it was definitely a, uh, it's a good story to tell. It was really fun. It was exciting. Yeah. Good. Okay. Awesome. All right. Um, well, let's move on here. We've actually got an interesting uh, arrangement of Ravens, I think. Uh, and it, they're kind of also interrupted by a nice little Facebook discussion mm-hmm. this week. Um, I would just tell folks, too, up front, we are kind of uh, – I, I thought I would tell people this, sir, Matt, just so they understand, like, if we don't read their Raven the same week they send it, That's right. it's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to get to them. We have just rearranged how we stockpile and how we are going to use uh, Ravens. Yeah, so yeah, we can just go ahead and tell people. So typically, um, Sir Ezra and I record on Thursday to get the show up for Friday, and then we record on Sundays to get the show up for Monday. But uh, now that we're in different time zones, I think we're just going to record everything on Sundays. It'll still still come out the same days. Um, it's yeah. just a lot easier for us to also. Plus, we, all, we have other side projects and stuff like that. And so it's just a lot easier to just record everything on Sundays. Um, and we also have, like, sometimes we have so many Ravens that we just can't fit them all into one week. So, right. Yeah. Right. So. Well, and the, the other thing is, uh, as news comes out and stuff, I mean, obviously, if we know that um, that we have something, like we've recorded something and we need to find a, pl- a way to kind of fit it into an episode, we might, we might do that. We might, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, jump on, uh, you know, recent news or if something comes out, you know, we're definitely still going to respond to that. So as long as nothing like that is happening, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not to say we are, we actually still <laughs> will record on Thursdays. Um, it's just kind of, uh, it's not going to be every Thursday. It might be exactly. one yeah. out of every, yeah. you know, two to three. So, yeah. Cause sometimes, um, sometimes people message us. There have been times where people have, have sent us a message and uh, we have put it in the show like that while we were recording it. Like, Hey, we just got one yeah, literally yeah. right here. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, just, and we want to reward people who, uh, who haven't, message you know in i think you know um nothing against our regular you know we love our regular correspondence but like you know if you're out there and you have something new and something you want to add to the show uh feel free to send you know send us a, a raven at btkcast at, uh, at gmail so absolutely um okay so now the interesting array here of ravens let me get back to the old doc here uh our first one is going to come from um Sir, uh, Sir Jared, actually, I think is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Sir Jared of House Gebhardt. Um, he sent us a message on on Patreon here and just wanted to kind of start the show off um, or the the Ravens here with this. Really, uh, he says, "I'm not sure if this will make the show or not, but I wanted to, to discuss this with you guys. Um, something that we brought up on a recent show. You proposed that it was likely that Rhaegar wasn't actually at the Battle of the Tri- at the Battle of the Trident, uh, or he might have you know thrown uh, the fight." While I agree it appears Rhaegar was a tremendous tourney fighter, it also can be said that Robert was particularly good in melees. Um, uh, Coupled with, you know, uh, Robert actually having fought battles in close quarters, Robert's size advantage, Robert's fury, uh, I don't find it hard to to believe that he could have struck down the Dragon Prince in single combat. Just my two cents on the matter. Um... And uh, as a Robert fan, I have to say I'm uh, coming from a very uh, biased position. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's Sir, Sir, Sir Jared there. And I just initially, uh, Sir Matt, I agree with it. There's actually, you know, I mean, if if Rhaegar was there, 
you know. Right. Um, I totally believe that uh, that Rhaegar, uh, that uh, that Robert could have taken him in a fight. I mean, yeah. I think um, that's what's cool about Robert. Actually, that's what makes right. Robert cool is that he did strike down someone like Rhaegar. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, well, yeah, it was his I mean, rebellion and absolutely. You know. Well, and um, you know, you know, it it the interesting thing about Rhaegar is that we do, we don't really know how skilled he was because he only wins one tournament. He kind of comes like in second and third in some other tournaments. And so right. it's just kind of odd that was it just the tourney at Harrenhal? Just that's where kind of the speculation comes in and I think this is what we were talking about was was he really that good and he always mm-hmm. just kind of held back or did he just happen to win this tournament? Like this was the one where he's like I well, really have to win this one. And Jamie yeah, Lannister well, remember wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. And you know, another thing is that if um, you know what we learned in, in, a, in a world of ice and fire, if he was there to conspire and he actually had a plan to possibly win over Liana, maybe you know some lances were kind of you know tilted at the at the wrong angle, and mm-hmm. you know uh, he was allowed to win. Not saying, I mean, I'm I, again, yeah, yep. throwing that out there. Um, I think you know Gus is going to jump all over me again here for for speculating <laughs> a little a little too too crazy, but like it's just in my mind, I. There's a lot of um, oh, the, like nothing's really set in stone here at the tourney at Heron Hall. I think like there are some things that yeah we can say this happened, that happened, etc. But like motivations, uh, other players, you know, things like um, I don't know, just why they were there, what they were working towards, you know, uh, this whole piece. I think you could make a case that Rhaegar, you know, um, either was allowed to win it or he knew that he had to win it, so he worked extra hard at it. Um, you know, so yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, the other thing is, um, we see sometimes like some people, maybe you know, Rhaegar might just be better in in tourneys and not better in melees. Like we see this with like uh, Duncan the Tall, right? Mm-hmm. Duncan the Tall, like in a melee, is supposed to be like a boss, but he's like, I'm not very good with a, you know, yeah, he, with Lance, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> so, um. So yeah, I would just continue to say that I think I think I think Sir Jared's right. You know that uh, Robert could have absolutely taken him. You know, in single combat, um, but I think our you know our question sometimes is, was he even there? You know, mm-hmm. was was Rhaegar actually there? Um, I yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think it would be. It, I could see. I could honestly see. You know, with the mention of the moonstones and the rubies and stuff like that. Um, that have been in this entire series and, and glamours and things, I can I can see why people you know speculate and uh, and, and wonder um, about the battle the, the the battle of of, of the trident there. So. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Well, uh, anything? Yeah, well yeah, I was just I was just gonna say, and um, the other th- uh, one other thing is that they're they're fighting in this river, you know, and so maybe that's another thing where in an open field. You know, even 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 with close quarters, maybe that's a di- maybe that's a difference. Maybe you know, maybe that's a difference where if they were if they were on foot as well. But it, it, from the pictures we've seen, is that Rhaegar and Robert are fighting on horse, so that could also be yeah. a difference in you know in in, in the battling too. So mm-hmm. that's just yeah. There's a, there's a, there's like it's like it, it, it's just so different. Um, you know, in, right. in the fighting styles. Yeah, this actually reminds me of when we had, I think it was Sam the Hammer, uh, we, we were having the uh, conversation about the Valyrian, mm-hmm. the Valyrian ham- Hammer, actually, mm-hmm. remember we were getting real into, like, 
you know, like, what would could the, it do? Right. Could would the way if it was like the it's all about like the density and the speed and the right, yeah. and the heaviness <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh gosh, just makes me makes mm-hmm. me think. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Um, um, all right. Here, so we have one here from uh, Lady Jade. Um, there's a book theory. Uh, happy weekend, guys. I hope you're having a good time. I am nursing a hangover, and I'm going to a festival in a few hours. Um, apart from Helena, I have always found the Tyrells a little boring until I read a theory that they are playing Cersei at her own game. I don't think this ever occurred to me because of how the show portrays and destroys the Tyrells, and it's clouded how I think about them when I read the books. I've only read the books once, but I intend to read them again uh, as I think it'll be a whole different read for me. What are your thoughts on the Tyrells book related? Uh, she says she's going to go eat loads of food and curl up into a ball. Have a good day, Lady Jade. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, that's awesome. Thanks, Lady Jade. Always uh, good to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, First of all, can um, I just say I'm glad that even while she's nursing a hangover, she's still going to go to a festival because the best way to avoid a hangover is to keep drinking. Right. Yep. And also that your thoughts are with us when you're when you're hungover. We, we uh, <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> right exactly that definitely makes us feel good <laughs> yeah i mean i mean I, i'm sure that there is a doctor that listens to the show who will say guaranteed it you know bend the knee is the best cure for a hangover you know in addition to drinking mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah yeah but, for sure um so yeah house house tyrell um they actually remember we were reading uh in a world of ice and fire about mm-hmm. how they didn't commit their forces necessarily or all of their forces to mm-hmm. um during the during the battle with uh with Aegon the Conqueror, you know? Um mm-hmm. and how that's basically how they won uh the seat. Is am, am I mis- right. am I wrong nope. in that? Nope. Yeah, you're okay. right. Yeah, and that's and that's how they won the seat from um or that's how they won High Garden, right? Mm-hmm. From the gardeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so they've always, I think, always been kind of, you know, scheming and things. And I think you know, in the show, we do get kind of led to believe that that uh, Mace uh, Tyrell is just just kind of an idiot. You know, right? Uh, well, and, yeah, well, even in the books, a little bit, right? Too. In the books too, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, but I I can see you know, like in the books, I I actually love um, the idea. There's a, there's a character, uh, Willis Tyrell, who mm-hmm. is they're trying to betroth uh, Sansa to, right? Yeah. I mean, they want Sansa to actually. Uh, marry their brother Willis, and he is the heir uh, to Highgarden. Mm-hmm. And I think he. And I, let me just see here real quick. Um, he had an issue with his leg. I know that. Yeah. So he has like he's like a limp, I think, or something. Right. Yeah. So he. Um, yeah. Willis is crippled with a bad leg. Um, he's often noted as a studious, educated, kind, um, renowned for for feeding. Um, or for breeding the finest hawks, hounds, horses, etc. So a very intelligent, studious, you know, type of character. Um, I mean, the way I look at it, I when I first read this, I thought he just has like a like, like a bum knee. Like maybe he got right. in an accident or something happened uh, to his knee. You know, I I don't I, I don't know. There's not a whole lot there, and mm-hmm. I like to think of it as uh, as maybe somebody who went out one day and you know I don't really know what the medicine is like. You know necessarily or uh, how well the maesters could have maybe healed um like a dislocated knee or something that he really jacked up in his leg right. and so he could have been this once you know 
um, I don't know, not that it would have been like a knight or whatever, but uh, I don't know. His brother knows how to fight, right? Mm-hmm. Loris knows how to fight. Yeah, Loris well. is really so, good. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, just, just interesting. I, I think they were trying to, you know, play the Game of Thrones there and, and hook. Uh, we'll have Sansa marry marry uh, Willis. So. That yeah, definitely... well, in the books, I mean, Marjorie and Loras are all still alive, as is, uh-huh. you know, Lady Olenna. So their storyline is so far removed from, you know, from from the show, where the show is they all die. Um, now, it could happen the same way, and I think that would be an interesting way of of doing it. But, you know, Kevin Lannister is also there at the Sept of Baelor in the show, and he gets, like, blown up. With them, so I'm wondering who is going to fill that role, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in in the in the books, um, and Mace Ty- Mace Tyrell is there as well, and so I I don't know. The, to me, they seem a little they seem far more crafty in the books than they do in the show, so I think yeah. it may I think it may go a little different. Um, gotcha. So yeah, and, well, and, and remember, Loris Tyrell is at like a he's at the sea he's like a siege, right? He's like no, that right. totally doesn't happen in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Yeah, that was something I was going to mention is that he is he's actually over um, doesn't he? He gets real um, mm-hmm. injured, been out of shape about he's definitely he's on his deathbed. They, they make it seem like them, mm-hmm. uh, that he's that he might actually not make it. Um, I have a feeling that he will. Uh, I, I can still see Marjorie and, and Mace and, and, uh, and, and others uh, who are at King's Landing uh, being killed at the right. Sept. I can right. see that happening. But Knowing that you have more to that family, um, and, and Willis and, and perhaps Loris, you know, um, I, I think is interesting. So I, I you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, is Lady Olena going to have a similar thing where she tells Jamie, "Oh, I was the one who did it," right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah did it, you hold on a second here? I just noticed something. There is no way. Um, wow, where I totally missed this. This is the quote from the book. Um, Garland, is, is it Garland? Mm-hmm. Gar- Garland uh, Tyrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir Garland Tyrell, known as Garland the Gallant, is a knight of House Tyrell and the second son of Lord Mace Tyrell. Um, honestly, did not know that they had another son. Yeah. So that's that's kind of neat. That adds some depth in my mind to their family. Uh, Tyrion's talking to him. He said, if I'm ever hand again, the first thing I'll do is hang all the singers. Uh, Garland said, a valiant deed, unsung, uh, is no less valiant. Yeah, um, and he's married to uh, a Fossaway, isn't he? Isn't it? Uh, Lynette Fossaway, yeah. Is he? Wow. Oh, sorry. I had a quick little disconnect there. Yeah. This is the uh, the power of the Weirwood Network. Uh, but this does not count as the only time we've ever had to stop it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is a time that we have now had to stop it, but it doesn't count as the one. It was it was beforehand. So right. So this would be like the second time that we've had to do that. This is, uh, this, but is this is the second time. Yeah, it's not the one that you that it, we we had the competition going for because right. this one's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. So oh, it's funny. Um. So, so you know, yeah. Somewhere um along the way there, I was talking about just the idea that um. Well, I was mentioning Garland and my mm-hmm. revelation that he was a member of the Tyrell family, and and also that at the end of A Dance of Dragons, uh, Kevin Lannister there is trying to hook up. Well, he I'm sorry, he thinks Mace is trying to hook uh, Willis up with um, uh, Marcella. 
Yeah. You know, yep. he thinks that 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 could be um, his end game there, possibly. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's watching everybody, and it's just it's it's something. But Willis is actually a character I'd love to kind of see um, come into. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, into the light, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, all right here. So now we're going to talk a little bit about this. Look at the group. Uh, Sir Ezra kind of, I saw it and it was, it's been kind of blowing up and everyone's been talking about it. And mm-hmm. it's just something we've been talking about. The idea of Gendry is, is she Cersei's mother? Um, mm-hmm. so Lord Adam Parker had posted and said, Gendry's mother is Cersei, which means Jon Snow is the heir to the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of uh, just kind of going to kind of see what everyone's kind of talking about this, because uh, I think it's I think it's interesting here. So we have a uh, lady, Steph Renna here. I really like this theory, but I'm in the middle of a storm of swords. And Gendry was talking to Arya and Edric about how he remembers his mother always having diff- uh, always having different men coming and going from the tavern. So either Cersei isn't his mother or the Lannisters paid some other blonde woman to take him in. So this is her first read. So maybe there's something she's missing. <clears throat> excuse me um yeah. and then yeah people just going on before here sam the hammer i can see where the rb plus cl equals g theory comes uh from but it's it's not one that i buy into it's quite a passive action for cersei not to mention the maggie the mage prophecy uh irrespective though why would it have a positive impact on john's position in the line of succession and adam parker responded because if Gendry is truly the son of King Robert and Queen Cersei, then he'd be the heir to the Iron Throne. However, it's a uh, usurped throne, and if John is the son of R plus L, then he is the heir to the Targaryen throne. So, like I like I'm saying, it doesn't really matter about Gendry's parentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. So can I ahead, r- yeah. real quickly go, go just, ahead? Yeah. Just in that, um, there's because I kind of wondered at, at, at out the gate, you know, Gendry's mother is Cersei, which means Jon Snow is the heir to the um, Iron Throne. And, you know, the idea, if it is a usurped uh, throne, then really whoever, um, that's that, that's that's right. Danny's whole claim, right? You know, that's Danny's whole claim is that it's been uh, the usurper and his dogs, you know, took the throne away and she's, you know, the true heir, et cetera. And so right. time for her to take her throne. So I get what he's saying there uh, 100% and that, you know, if John is then um, the son of, you know, Rhaegar and Lyanna, uh, that that bad boy is his, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it, it is his. And so, but it's, it, it generates such a good discussion about then who is Gendry's mother, which is what we got into this past week. So sorry, right. you know, we'll continue on here. No, no, that's fine. And, and, and uh, yeah, we'll, I'll, we'll, we'll keep going and then we'll kind of talk about uh, all of it. Uh, Greg Tavaro here, who is a, uh, he says, uh, the Targaryens lost the right to the throne to the Baratheons. They can't take it back. They can take it back with the force, but no Targaryen is the heir anymore. Um, and to keep going here, some other people are saying, I don't see, uh, Melissa Ryan says, I don't see Cersei giving up her child to be raised in a tavern regardless of her feelings for Robert. Okay. Mm-hmm. Spencer James, yeah. interesting. So when Cersei spoke of having a miscarriage, she actually gave the baby away to be raised by someone else so the child wouldn't threaten the claim to the throne of any of the child of her and Jamie's. Uh, oh, and that's a good point. That is a good uh, point. That, that Spencer is making there is that like, because I was trying when we were, were having this this discussion originally, you know, I was trying to wrap my head around what would cause her to to do something like this, you know, and it's mm-hmm. basically if she had future plans to, um, you know, have to have children with Jamie, kind of like the Targaryens, and this, you know, uh, it's her way of getting through. 
then yeah, she would need to off that child, uh, Robert's child in some way, you know, right. but maybe she doesn't have the heart to kill the baby, uh, but definitely needs it to be, you know, raised elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, really, and one last uh, comment here in this group uh, by Robbie uh, Jameson, who is uh, Sir Robbie of Newcastle. I really like this theory too, especially since I'm sh- uh, sure she says something like she couldn't have this child around as she would hate him. Uh, that's why I think she has paid to have someone look after him. I also believe Joffrey suspected this and had all the uh, bastardized half brothers killed off. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Sir Ezra says, guys, this is some effing serious <laughs> around the fire hedge knights discussion. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what the group is for. I every I'm not all I'm not in the group as much as I would like to be. Um, yeah. I just sometimes I just don't have the time and I get in and there's just, it's just blowing up and people are always commenting and stuff <laughs> and I love it I love it and, and yeah, it's yeah. it's really good and I'm really glad that everyone is cordial and and the group practically runs itself which is really great but uh, yeah so this theory is one we've been kind of talking about for the past couple of weeks it is more of a show theory than mm-hmm. a book theory just to kind of say again um, but it draws right. kind of some inspiration from the book as well but uh, i think there's i think there's kind of there's kind of two things to address here one people's kind of take on the is cersei gendry's mother and then two what does that mean to john and his claim to the throne Mm -hmm. um so yeah so i'll kind of start with the claim to the iron throne because i think that's actually really interesting so the way i see it the true king so robert so robert takes the throne so that means, mm-hmm. without question, it is his. Just like Aegon took the Seven Kingdoms, it's his. Mm-hmm. Until somebody mm-hmm. else takes it from him, Aegon the Conqueror. So Robert takes the throne, it is his. The law out uh, out outlaws a woman from holding it, right? I mean, that is an old Targaryen law, but as far as we know, it hasn't been It's a been precedent, cha- yeah. Right, it hasn't been changed. Yeah. Which okay. that that precedent, however, is never mentioned in the show. I do think it would be in, will be interesting um, if it comes up in the books, right? Like if Cersei mm-hmm. takes it, if someone tries to challenge her with that, like if we see in in the in the in the books, or if Danny tries to take it and somebody can kind of challenge her with that, saying there is the precedent. That's what the whole Dance of the Dragons is about, right? Um, yeah. So th- so that so that is one thing that is interesting. So that is something else that when Robert dies, I don't think you could say. Danny has a legit claim to the throne because she is a woman, even though she is of Targaryen line, you know, I don't know. So there's that. The way I okay. see it is Stannis is the true actual king, especially in the books where he's still alive. Um because <laughs> because Robert dies and as far as we know, Gendry is not legitimized. So none of Robert's bastards are legitimized. So that would make his brother then the king, since we know that Joffrey and Cersei's kids with Jamie are not legit. So that, to me, makes Stannis Baratheon the actual king of Westeros. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah, okay. Um, so let me take this uh, in uh, a, a couple of different ways. As, as you started with... Um, well, okay, you're, you're, you're still there. So yep. who is next? Who is the, um, the king? And, I, and I'm with you on it can be, it can be taken. It can, like, once it's taken, it's yours, right? right. So uh, they all recognize Robert Baratheon as, as king because he took the throne mm-hmm. um, you know, from, from Ares. Um, and then Rhaegar after the Mad King is killed. Well, whatever. You know, he took right. the throne. 
the um i think everything as you've you've often said sir matt from a certain point of view mm -hmm. um if you're a targaryen then no you know right. if you know mm -hmm. and, and and if you were the uh during aegon's conquest you know and he you had uh, uh the seven kingdoms and they actually were um ruled by kings you know for a long time no they still there was still a lot of this sort of like um they got to keep that was the best thing that the that the conqueror did was allow them to keep their seats and raise them you know to the different wardens and right. uh and, and 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 things of that nature you know um these regents right but um so yeah i, I understand what you're saying about it going to to stannis now let's assume um yeah, so Danny, if Danny comes back, and as you say, Stannis is the one true king, um, mm -hmm. and she takes it by force, it's hers. Yes. Um, if it's uh, if it's going to be someone like Jon Snow, same thing. He's got to take it by right. force under under, right. under what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I think though, here's the thing: if nothing were to happen by by force, you could get into what we got into um, back in 101, which is well, actually, even during Aegon the Unlikely, uh, right. these great councils mm -hmm. where you bring together different people and it's sort of like, okay, who do we choose? Right. No one's going to usurp the throne, etc. Who's next in line type of thing. And typically they're going all based off of the most recent king and his, and his, uh, his heirs. Uh, but you could have a situation with the Brathians where they might bring in, you know, a uh, different, um, well, it's kind of like what they were going to do with, uh, with Blood Raven was going to bring in one of the Blackfires, right. possibly. Mm -hmm. You know, you could bring in different contenders and really have the realm almost elect a king, mm -hmm. you know, right. uh, in, in a sense, which would be kind of crazy. Now, the other thing um, that I wanted to mention is that the uh, Marcella Baratheon, they're actually trying, you know, in the book, that's that's Dorne's big push, is that they uh, believe that she, that she can be um, the queen. And right. after... Mm -hmm. um you know joffrey like you know she should be next up and they they have a close relationship with her she is there and they want to make her you know uh queen so there's that right. whole that whole sub sort of uh side plot there um with the sand snakes and you know um yeah the the, the princesses there in dorn trying to uh get her on the iron throne yeah so, so so yeah and they're working against though that precedent that was set by the old king um, basically, you know, looking over, I think it was, I think it was a Rainey's, either Rainey's or Rhaenyra. Mm -hmm. No, not Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra was Dance of Dragons. Um, I think it was a Rainey's. They looked over his granddaughter. Mm -hmm. He looked over her and went to his eldest grandson. Right. Um, you know, and so that's just, that was the precedent. And then again, that was something though, that was looked over though, by Viserys for, for, uh, Rhaenyra, mm -hmm. you know, in the Dance of Dragons. As he said, ah, screw it. You know, I'm going to go ahead and name her uh, queen. And right. so he did that. So I can get where maybe Cersei. Well, I can get why Dorne is 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 pushing for Marcella uh, to be the queen. And I can also see how the movie took this um, whole situation with uh, with Cersei right. to the next level, where she's naming herself queen. Right. Well, let's talk about the show right now, because in the books, Tommen is still alive and still king. Um, mm -hmm. And you have Stannis, and you know perhaps John that that whole angle. But if we just talk about the show. So Perhaps right Marcella. now, right, yeah, so yeah, so Marcella's out, so, and Stannis, um, so in the show, you have Cersei who just kind of takes it, I think just because she's kind of there and nobody's going to question it, but, um, 
so really the only two options left i would say are you have cersei um and let's just say cersei dies in the battle of the night king this is just total total hypothetical here and then then the throne is left open and they're like well let's reinstill a targaryen and then they would assume oh daenerys i guess just because why not and the, that precedent isn't in the show, right? The, uh, you can't have a, a female uh, king, right, or queen ruling mm-hmm. the, the Seven Kingdoms. So, you know, then are they going to find out, well, it's John, and then, okay, that's the route they go. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I, yeah, I can see that. And it it is a little bit more, I don't know, man. Things seem to make a little bit more sense the way well, we have some background as for why you can make these cases, I think, in, in, in the book. Right, for, who for should sure. Be in the book. Next yeah. up. And it's just sort of like it's hard with the show because you really – they don't – they can't, and that's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to, to make a case, you know, um, for anybody in the show, I think, sometimes. I don't right. know. But that's so, – yeah, that, but what I this – is, this is worth the whole Gendry thing. What I find interesting is mm-hmm. – if Gendry were actually the true son, because the whole Gendry being Cersei's kid is more of a show thing, right? So I do think it would be super interesting if that is the way they went in the show where it is revealed, hey, Gendry is Cersei's, Cersei and Robert's son. Mm-hmm. Well, then that would le- very legitimately make uh, Gendry <laughs> the, the, the true you know, heir to the Iron Throne. Well- yeah, and, and I so it, right. I get so you almost have to separate the Targaryen claims mm-hmm. from who is actually in line, right? Based off of Robert's ring, you right. know, um, moving forward. And what, in, in really the only time I guess that you would bring the Targaryens back into it is if there's some they have to take it back by force. You only know, way that they can ooh, do it. But, you yeah. know what? Yeah, uh, I just thought of something is well i don't know because cersei is pregnant right now Mm -hmm. and um there's no way that you could argue that that would be robert's kid that she's pregnant with because it's so it's so far removed i was about to say like oh maybe like i was thinking about the timeline it's that sucks because if that had worked then she could be like well this is robert's last son Right, you know what I mean, or whatever, oh, gotcha. last kid, and then so she's like, "I'm just regent until this unborn baby comes about." Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that timeline doesn't work at all, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing you you said this, and I actually think you're talking about the the Gen- who's who's Gendry's mother, um, that being more show than it is book. I think the reason the conversation is happening in the group is because we went into uh, that chapter where they go to meet him, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot more suspicious stuff going on there than what we realized yeah you know the timeline i think the year in which he was born mm-hmm. is is another big indicator that that it could have been cersei so there is yeah. book though um, there's there is definitely book precedent yeah it, it could totally yeah. happen it could totally happen in the books it's just right. the only thing the, the, the thing about it is with the show is that we have this there is this conversation in the show that cersei does actually have a kid that dies Right or is yes, is, right. Ta- is taken uh-huh. away where we don't have that in the books. So well, when what we do have in the good. So oh, do we do we? So in the books, you know, when she's talking to Ned, remember That's we, right. we, we nope, were talking right. about that. Yeah. She. So what I'm saying is that, is that she lied 
to him. Why would she say that, you know, yeah, I had a, she would never tell Ned the truth there. Um, She makes it, she almost has like this malice in her voice that she made sure that Robert's child would never, you know, come to, um, come to life, right? Right. Truly be born. And I thought, I'm like, that's, you can see right through that lie. She would never tell Robert's best friend that they actually had a legitimate heir. You know, and mm-hmm. I almost wonder if that if he, you know, I know that's actually his point of view there that we're looking at, but I almost wonder if there's, uh, you know, a thought that I could go back and look at again that maybe he's thinking mm-hmm. like, huh, wow, she's totally lying, and and uh, you know maybe there is something going on there. Yeah. So I don't know. And you know, and you know, one thing I, I I think about with the show is sometimes we do get scenes in the show that aren't in the books, but because mm-hmm. the books still aren't written, um. Yeah what do the showrunners know that we don't Yep. right because if you go watch so like i think i think the easiest thing is we all, we always think about well the books they have all this stuff that isn't in the show well i think sometimes the show the way it does things is because it it, it is aware of what happens right so like go watch season 1 and watch Jamie Lannister if you read the first book Jamie Lannister never has a point of view and he's really not in it that much He's always yeah. seen from afar, except for like his one conversation, you know, with Ned in the in the streets. Like that's pretty much it of what you yeah. get of Jamie. But because you know all the books are out, like that's that that scene in the show where Jamie is talking to Ned in the throne room and he's talking about how it was like such a terrible thing that happened to his, you know, his brother and his dad. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. we, you and I have rewatched that scene and it almost it. Ned Stark kind of takes it as like an insult, but knowing Jamie's character, I think Jamie actually, at least in the show, you know, kind of believes it. Like it was a terrible thing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and he does actually maybe think he was in, you know, having some justice when he stabbed the mad King in the back, you know, like, so. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think you're right. Sometimes. So that, so that, right. So that, so that scene where Cersei and Robert are talking, about the baby that they lost, which is the idea of this Gendry could be Gendry theory. Maybe it's something that hasn't been said yet. That's in the books that we don't know, but the showrunners do because the showrunners and Gurup obviously communicated with each other about how it's probably going to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That's a good point. So, so anyway. yeah. Well, what, and actually, what what's cool about that is that that's why we have to watch the show. I mean, that's why yeah. we were so excited, right? When it moved, when it moved on, because you're right. like, because you that's know. that's the most that, that's I think is what makes it is that's what makes Game of Thrones so interesting, is that this is the first, and we've said it before, is this is the first thing I can think of where the show or you know like movies are ahead of. Mm-hmm like the books it's crazy because it's always the other way around it's like people watch the movie and everyone's like the books are better because those people have read the books they know what's going to happen and uh yeah and this is interesting because it's like we it's like it's so weird it's just so bizarre i cannot think of anything else where this has happened so yeah yep Mm -hmm. so yeah good point um okay all right i think that was a that was more that was a good discussion there Good stuff going on in the Facebook group. If you haven't checked out the Facebook group, uh, you definitely need to go uh, check that out. Got some good conversation in there. I One last final thing. Uh, uh, Daniel Couts just kind of said, I don't buy it. Yep. <laughs> so I love yep. just like the uh, straight up like, oh, no, I'm out. Nope. So kind of kind of cool. Um, okay. I think uh, let's see. Let's move on here uh, with, with Ravens. Uh, we've got uh, – is this our last Raven? 
Uh, no, we have we have well, we have a we have a small. Well, uh, no, we kind of got two more here. We got a, we got a big one here from uh, the old ghost of Heron Hall. Right. Yeah, we got the ghost, and then I think. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's read this here. This is actually pretty well laid out, and I want I want to thank the ghost, you know, for for sending this. Um, each and every week we get something uh pretty awesome, and so uh this this is neat. This will stimulate some good conversation here. So this is about uh Jor Mormont and Jora. Uh, you know, Mormont and kind of talking about uh, their roles. So if, if Jora was a double agent, could his papa be one too? Uh, diving into the late great Lord Commander Jor Mormont, I found some interesting um, passages. He's pleading with, with Craster uh, and says, uh, Thorin Smallwood claimed you were a friend to the Watch. He doesn't seem too familiar with Craster. Um, I, want to, I want to believe he doesn't know about the sacrifices. Um, it, and I get that. Actually, in the show, it... it actually kind of seems like jor mormont actually uh you know the the lord commander up there right does know about the sacrifices mm-hmm. you know um and and i think the hope here um by the ghost of myself is that he doesn't know um so that just that association through through a friend you know um i heard that you were a friend to the watch yeah. that would that would lead you to believe that he doesn't really know craster that well right does that make sense yeah, yeah. okay so um, he rode between uh, two goalposts, one bearing a ram's skull and the other the skull of a bear. Is that or is this bear skull mounted outside Craster's keep uh, significant for the commander's house? Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, the ram is the house sigil for um, Ramden uh, and his three sons, one slain on Dragonstone, defending the castle's uh, sept against Cersei's men. The other two burned alive as sacrifices to R'hllor by that big-eared, toothy Queen Solis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's that's funny. Um, so yeah, is that significant? You know, the um, those two skulls outside of of Craster's Keep. That's something Gur would do, right? That is you know? that is something Gur would do. Um, is, it, is it a is it a warning or is it a in like an invitation? Like you're safe here. Mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. a thing as like a um you know i don't know like you know yeah, like the dragon skulls it. right the dragon skulls in the red keep were a yeah they were honoring the dragons not like oh we've killed the dragons mm-hmm. you're they right honor yeah them. so yeah i don't know right yeah because you could I, I get with the dragon skulls you could like let's say you did you oh you took the throne there wow i almost fell out of my chair man <laughs> That's literally almost fell out of my chair over here. Jeez. Oh my gosh. That's the time Sir Ezra just almost, almost, almost fell, out, fell out of the chair. Face planted in, in front of his, his screen. Mm. Um, no, so um, with the dragons, let's say you had killed those dragons and you wanted to display their skulls as you like, we could do this to you too, type mm-hmm. of thing, you know, or like um, beware because, you know, look what I can do, type of thing. So that's interesting. Um, let's see. Let's move on here. Another quote. I have a son. The Lord Commander's face was stiff. I'm glad for you. Oh, okay. So this is, uh, so the first quote there, I have a son that is said by Craster. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Lord Commander's face was stiff. I am uh, glad for you. Uh, maybe he truly does know about the sacrifices, but a stiff face uh, isn't an admission of knowledge. Uh, so still pulling for the, uh, this idea that maybe he doesn't know about the sacrifices there. Right. Um, you know, so 
what do you think, sir, Matt? Do you think he knows? Do you think he doesn't know? I don't know. Um, yeah. Because he, he, in the show, they definitely play up that he does. Right. They definitely play up that, like, he's, you know, telling even Sam and different people to stay away from the wives, et cetera. Don't interfere in things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's real, you know, um, uh, interesting. And it's a weird relationship that he has is. with this guy, too. It beyond, is. Beyond the wall, right? It, it is. And because yeah i don't know maybe maybe he knows how powerful like the others are and mm-hmm. you know it's like even he's like well i'd i mean the the thing is at the end of the day the the night's watch is meant to guard the realm right and it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. how you do it as long as as long as you do it so yeah you know i mean if right. if, if if it's it's kind of like well if you knew making these sacrifices is what prevented it would you keep making them you know yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, uh, lives, you know, like, perhaps, you know, it, like the lives of one to save the lives of, you know, thousands. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it, what I think is interesting is that, like, is this not a wildling in their eyes? Yeah. You know, yeah, that these too. are wild. They don't they don't care about the wildlings. Yeah. Yeah. And so why is it that they just don't, uh, you know, I think if it were nowhere else would the Lord Commander, um, I, I guess be like, you know, leave this man be. We're just here, you know, uh, eating some of his food, taking shelter. You know what I'm saying? They go out and they're fight, they're hunting right. down these wildlings. Well, right. Well, you know, the other thing is that what's interesting is you have you have Craster essentially sacrifice making sacrifices to the others, right? Mm-hmm. Who this comes into the whole great other thing. But then you have Melisandre kind of doing the same thing, right? Like she burns Stannis' yeah. daughter to give power to the Lord of Light, right? So, the, so that the Lord of Light, you know, will give power back. So right. it's, just, mm-hmm. it's interesting. And then you have John, who, you know, or you have like Davos, right, in the show, who's like freaking out, like, uh, what? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like is going right, on. Right, right. And so it's just interesting. So, you know, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Like there's, there's something there, I think, that is quite interesting and that you have both sides kind of doing it. So. Yeah, well, and yeah, it, it's it's weird to think that that Craster is like the opposite to like a Melisandre, you know, yeah. just kind of weird. Um, so, OK, let's move on a little bit here, though. Uh, uh, the ghost goes on to say um, there had been no attacks while they had been at Craster's, neither whites nor others, uh, nor would there be, Craster said. A godly man got no cause to fear such. Mm-hmm. I said that much to Mance Raider once. When he comes sniffing around, he never listened. No more in you crows with your swords and your bloody fires. That won't help you when the white cold comes. Only the gods will help you then. You best get right with the gods. Yeah. So, yeah. There we um, go. That makes it. That makes it sound like uh, you know I'm I'm picking my side. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like right. it's kind of like if you can't beat them, join them. Is yeah. that a god that you can worship? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's. Just, I mean, I would imagine. I mean, I the, guess so. I mean, we see people worship every kind of god, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. many-faced god. You know, it seems like, you know, uh, Jack and Jahar, or the, you know, like the kindly man, or whoever is training Arya, seems like they're yeah. they seem to seem to think you know worshiping that god is is okay, and they're like this god has many different names, right? And and, and they call him the the stranger, mm-hmm. things like yeah. that. So. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. So the the ghost goes on to kind of describe what happens here next. The mutiny kind of goes down. Uh, Sam is holding uh, Jor's sweet dead head in his lap, uh, and then uh, Craster's ladies, uh, Gilly and the babe, come up to Sam and say they need to leave now, and the others uh, will be there very soon. They know there is another brother uh, to come for. The others just know. Uh, the wives know that they need to leave or die. Why these babies? Craster wasn't anything special, uh, or is it that old blood, just like the 13th Lord Commander, who became the first of the Cold Woman's um, you know, brood? Mm -hmm. um, all these sons and brothers have the old blood from the first to the last. Uh, Craster worships the old gods. Melisandre worships R'hllor. Uh, but all these gods are keen on blood sacrifice. If Craster warned uh, Mance, does that mean Mance does not worship the old gods? Um, mayhaps he is from Dorne with all his southern songs. Mm -hmm. The Dornish still worship Mother Roin and the Seven, uh, if at all. Uh, it is said uh, religion isn't a bad thing there. Isn't a big thing, excuse right. me, uh, there. So, um, and this is something, I believe this is a quote from uh, Jor as he is, as he is dying. Um, all. The Fist, the Wildlings, Dragonglass, this, all, tell my son, Jorah, tell him, take the black, my wish, dying wish, tell Jorah, forgive him, my son, please, go. I mean, gosh, makes me want to, makes me want to, mm -hmm. makes me want to cry. Yeah, that's, you know? that's from Samwell, uh, uh, 30. Uh, 30, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, A Storm of Storms, otherwise Samwell XXX. Uh, mm -hmm. and I just yep. want that and the fist. I just wanted to uh just just that. <laughs> Good lord. Oh gosh. Just yeah, because uh, everyone everyone lost it last week when I when I said that. So Good grief. <laughs> I would not have made that connection. Uh Sam is in uh Old Town right now, which makes me think he would definitely uh rendezvous with Jorah and Danny at some point to fulfill the commander uh Mormont's dying wish. Uh, Jorah would be an amazing Lord Commander if he took the black. Old Town has many possible uh, allies for, for, for Danny, and hopefully uh, is her first stop. Yeah. Uh, a couple PSs here real quick. Uh, some things to clear up here from the Ghost. Uh, the different metals, uh, talking about the um, maesters, kind of their, their chain. Yeah. Um, the different kind of, represent the different kinds of learning. Uh, mm -hmm. Gold is for the study of money and accounts. Silver for healing. Iron for uh, Warcraft. Um, just got some of that, mm -hmm. uh, some good info there on the chains from uh, John 5 in Game of Thrones. Um, and then down here in Eddard 7 of A Game of Thrones, uh, it is said that his keep was a grim place where servants disappeared unaccountably, uh, and even the dogs were afraid to enter the hall. And there had been a sister who had died young and under queer circumstances, and the fire that had disfigured his brother, and the hunting accident that had killed their father. Mm, okay, uh, and yeah. so that is in reference to, um, you know, S Sandor the Hound. Right. Didn't um, have a sister. Yeah. His, his brother, you know, the mountain, um, basically saying that, yeah, that they had a sister. And a family. Uh, and, and, right. When he talks about his family. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that was brought up, you know, I think, uh, I think I uh, was kind of like, really? Wow. I want to go look at that in context and things. And so uh, the ghost is reiterating mm -hmm. and he definitely had a family. I swear it. Good, Good sirs. Yeah, so, no, always, always good points from the ghost of Heron Hall. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I, um, 
I do I think it would be super awesome if that's the way in which Jorah Mormont comes back and is redeemed, you know, in some way. And yeah. that he goes to the um the wall, you know, and does his thing there and uh, you know, guards the realms of men, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that'd be really neat. So No, for sure. <sighs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, well, anything else there? Uh nope. Just uh we have we have one last uh, raven here. This is just another one we're pulling from the group. Um, from uh, Zakar McAllister. Um, he was just talking about uh, when we had talked about if Ares had been the king. Ares had had the uh, was the was the dad of Cersei and Jaime. We had kind of talked about that. He's okay. saying he's saying I think like the timeline fits better if Ares had fathered the twins instead of Tyrion. Uh, that made me remember a place in a feast for crows where Jaime is talking to his aunt at uh i think river run and at the end of the conversation she states that while jamie has always thought of himself as tywin's son Tyrion is more truly the son of tywin lannister could this be more evidence that Tyrion is the only true-born lannister sorry if this has already been discussed also is there any reason uh Tyrion would have the dragon dreams if he is actually a lannister and not a secret targaryen wow interesting that's interesting i mean yeah why does he have dragon dreams you know, exactly. is it just is that something he can just? I mean, I, and here's the thing: is it because there's different types of dragon dreams, right? You've got what Danny ha- ha- has, which is where the dragon awakes and like literally right. comes to her, speaks to her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's she's actually see, seen things, and we know uh, from uh, whether it's a World of Ice and Fire, or just the history is actually really just the series. You can kind of tell that uh, you know she's seeing her older brother you know she's seeing uh she's seeing Rhaegar she's seeing uh different things in her dragon dreams I don't know that Tyrion I can't I'd I'd have to go look him up but his seemed anyways more like just he was dreaming about dragons and he likes them sort of like any kid could dream about being a dragon rider right you know so I don't know that's just me that's right And, and there is also a difference between dragon dreams and like green dreams um yeah there's definitely definitely a difference a difference there yeah i don't know he could just he could just be dreaming of dragons because he thinks they're cool you know i don't know yeah that's what i was trying to, that's what i was i, I right. was trying to um, right, yeah. think about there um i don't know yeah a i was gonna look up dragon dreams real quick at game of thrones here um his other point though let's see uh the idea that the top oh, with the timeline you know um fitting right. fitting better that uh we had said that correct sir matt uh-huh yeah just that it, it seems to fit a little bit better with the idea that uh, Jamie and Cersei might not be, um, you know, Lannisters. And I really think the comment from his aunt is because uh, I do kind of remember somewhere. Uh, I don't. I couldn't put my finger on, on where exactly that was. That maybe it was uh, River Run. Uh, right. I don't know where which book that was, but um, it's mentioned a couple times. I think actually that Tyrion is more mm-hmm. uh, his father's, you know, son. Just well, he because is, of his conniving he, nature, and, right? He, yeah, and Jamie is really the one who's like least like like them, right? Like Jamie is like kind of like I'm just kind of doing my own thing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so it is interesting. That yeah, yeah, for sure. Jamie is kind um, of actually like the least Lannister, like, <laughs> in, yeah. in his in his own way. I mean, I don't know. It's right. just, Jamie, Jamie kind of just is like I just you know love my sister. And like that's kind of it, <laughs> which you know, so whatever. But yeah, I mean, like outside of that, like I mean, we don't really, 
you know he 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 does in he does kind of have that moment where he's like you know maybe i should have done more as kind of like a father and you know stuff mm-hmm. like that so right you know another thing people make the case that um that john snow seems to have a lack of dragon dreams that's true you know and that his are you know he's warging in and out of his uh out, out of ghost quite a bit um so that's interesting to me i mm-hmm. what when i think about it i would need to go look up all the different references where um yeah i think i think at one point Tyrion is we had talked about it earlier in this book i think where Tyrion is talking to john and they're up on the wall or somewhere near the wall and he talks about um him having just dreams about dragons right Right. how they how silly it was type of thing right um and just that they're that they're dreamers i guess um so yeah well actually no i just so okay so okay this is just a reference to i think game of thrones so uh john snow a uh in, in a storm of swords um let's see it gives a page number but that's not gonna help us um had another friend he goes i had another friend who dreamed of dragons a dwarf you know and he goes on to tell him um about some of the the dreams that he had and so he's referring back to Tyrion again in a storm of swords uh you know a couple books later talking about a friend who had dreams of dragons right uh and then i get some of that can also be misleading right it's meant to be misleading you know um that's something you know Gert could be working towards because when you look up i guess dragon dreams it's it's really those that are affected or have the blood of the dragon uh and who are known to have um premonitions you know right. or the ability to um see things mm-hmm. and they're it's similar as you said to green dreams and right. green sight so because maybe they just see named? maybe they just see dragons in their dreams because dragons are coming back yeah that you know also it's sort of like who is what's um and sometimes, like and sometimes dragons represent people, right? Like, it doesn't actually represent an actual dragon. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Like when um, in, in the Hedge Knight, Darren Targaryen uh, sees, you know, a dragon being slain and Dunk is the one doing it. Well, Duncan doesn't actually kill a Targaryen. He is just... He, I mean, in a roundabout way, he kind of does. It's, you know, uh, Bra- Baylor Breakspear dies kind of because of his trial of seven, but he isn't the one that actually kills him. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So. But still sees a dragon. Yeah. And really, almost, it seems like almost all the dragon dreams that actually happen are totally misinterpreted. I mean, they, they, they happen, mm-hmm. but the way people interpret them are totally different. Because then we see... Damon Targaryen or Damon Blackfire the second have a have a dream of a dragon emerging at that tourney at Whitehall and it's actually Aegon Prince Prince Aegon who becomes Aegon the fifth egg Um, and he's he's thinking oh we have an egg it's gonna hatch and it's actually Aegon who's like no I'm no longer you know going around as egg I'm gonna go around as Aegon now and he's got he's wearing the ring and yeah, all, all uh-huh. that, all that kind of stuff. So there's a Targaryen, you know, you, he's a Blackfire, but he's still a Targaryen, um, who's who's misinterpreting right. a dragon dream about, you know, dragons. And so there, you know, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Uh huh. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just interesting. I I don't know. Uh, when I think about Tyrion and his dragon dreams, I like to go back and look more about like, 
what do they actually see? Is there anything, you know, a prophecy uh, type nature to them, that type of stuff. So, yeah. right. But good, good thoughts. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a theory for a reason because we're bringing it up, you know, several books later, John's referring Absolutely. back to his friend uh, mm-hmm. who has dragon, who dreams of dragons, you right. know? Yep. So, okay. So, all righty. All right. I well, I think that, I think that is it for, for our show here. Um, yeah, guys, we just want to thank you uh, for kind of uh, as we we're, we're trying to figure out all the, this new way of, of recording, um, putting up with my uh, my summer chill. Yeah, uh, here I'm sure I, I'm sure I sound awful. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so yeah. All righty, well, Sir Ezra, I think it's time to sign off. And uh, in the words of House Targaryen, fire and blood.